This is episode 140. Sometimes we all want that shitty pizza. <laughs> Brought to you by Toneburger. If it tastes good, it is good. If it sounds good, it is good. Go ahead and eat that veggie burger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Um, I have the note sheet. Was sitting here. Um, Earthquake. The, the tape. The tape's rolling. I guess I'll load a couple of these links ahead of time, just in case. It's a pretty light episode oh, this week. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so that's fine um, because it happened again. Everybody, uh, half of the tone control went on vacation and forgot to tell the other half. <laughs> yeah, this time it's me. So uh, I am right now in South Carolina on the beach at the on the big third floor of our tall beach condo. We're in we're in Ty's room with my whole family and Tyler's here. We're in my suite. Yeah, we're in Ty's suite. We um, all here down <laughs> in South Carolina. Did you say North Carolina? I think I said South. We all down here in South Carolina really love the show. <laughs> How's my accent? It's like, it was good for a minute. <laughs> it was never good. Don't fool yourself. Well, it was uh, for a second. I was like, "Hey, he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it. He's really doing it." So, um, I was totally unprepared. <clears throat> I didn't really think about the fact that it was a podcast week until after we got down here. Not that I really could have done anything differently, but I didn't bring any equipment, but I have my laptop. So Tyler and I are just going to record into my laptop lid. So this is just going to be kind of like an old school lo-fi podcast episode. Um, I guess I'm going to edit this one when I get home. So I'll be able to put in all the usual sound effects and stuff uh, at that time. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah. So, what, what's new? What's new with you, uh, Derek? All kinds of, all kinds of things are new. Um, where, where to begin? I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, for, I guess the place I want to begin is what the hell is that sound? <laughs> so I cracked a, I cracked a beer, and Tyler has a bottle of water, and he I guess felt like that was worth making some sound about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my cap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I have kind of a fun story. Uh, so I guess like a, a quick, what do you want to call it? A preamble yeah. to this episode. Yeah. I have like I legit have one news item, and then mostly just going to talk about gear things. Yeah. but that's okay. Preamble on. Um, so, so I I sold my Fender amp, kind of. Kind of. Your Deville. Yeah, kind of. Yes, the it's Deville. It's done. It's. Well, um, that's the thing. So it was up on Reverb for a really, really long time. Uh, And then the day that I got to California, like weeks ago, um, this guy messaged me. Hey, I'm really interested in this. I live outside of Boston. Uh, When can I pick it up? Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk. And I was like, oh, no, I just got to California. Uh, I'll be back in a few days, you know, in a couple weeks. Can you wait? And he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, and I was like, all right, I'll message you when I get back. Great, cool. Get back, message him. He's still interested. 
uh, we're talking about like the details of it. And he just is like, oh, I just got to wait to get paid. I'll buy it. In the meantime, I'm thinking I'm going to tell him to pay me directly cash or something or just PayPal direct through like the friends thing. Yeah. And I'm going to remove the, the listing from Reverb because that way I save the seller fee and I don't have to deal with, uh-huh. you know, waiting for things to clear. Uh, in between me thinking about that and doing it, he purchased it through Reverb. Oh. So, which is fine. Like, whatever. Not a big deal, I, I thought. Um, so, he purchased it through the Reverb Marketplace and then paid via PayPal, as you do, with an e-check. Mm-hmm. And, which is a direct transfer from one's bank account. Yes, right. And that takes something like three to... So, this is what PayPal says. It can take three to five days or up to seven Okay, that seems that's a weird way so to phrase that. Isn't three it? to five it's days, weird... or up to seven. So three to seven <laughs> yeah, days. That's their official, right, that's their <laughs> statement on it. Is three to five or up to seven? So I'm <clears> like, <throat> well, this guy is. Or like, maybe up to ten know, in some extenuating circumstances. Yeah, maybe. who knows? Maybe fifteen. Three, three to right. So if it's been ten days, I, give us fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. um... I mean, it was like, well, you know, he already waited two weeks for me to come back from vacation. Uh, it's sent through PayPal, through Reverb Payments. He's If he's scamming me, he's doing a very bad job. Yeah. Because he's going through all the necessary channels. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, you know, your payment's not going it, to, it's not going to bounce, right? And uh, he's like, no, I got the money. Uh, I don't know why it takes so long. Sorry about that. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's meet and I will give you the amp and I will just wait for my, for PayPal to finish up and we'll be on our way. And almost a week goes by, like, like five days goes by and I get an email from PayPal delay in processing your Uh e-check. And sure enough, this, this guy's check bounced basically his e-check bounced. And he already has the amp. And he already has the amp. Oh man. So I call PayPal and actually before, while I was waiting for all this, like I had called PayPal and they're like, don't worry, you're covered because it was through an official marketplace. Okay. Da, da, da. That's good. So like so buyer and seller are both covered. Mm-hmm. Like, great. So I message him, Hey, uh, what is going on? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Uh, I was just about to message you. Um, let me call my bank. Calls his bank. Turns out somebody stole his account and his bank account information. And oh. charged all his money away. Oh, my God. Just like a, a, a classic case of this debit card scammer. And he sincerely, skimmer, and it wasn't him stealing someone else's bank account information. <laughs> that happened to me. So It wasn't a debit right, card thing. It's happened. They found out my account number. Oh. Something like that happened. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, somebody in Europe took all my money. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh, my God, of course, like, this sucks. I'm really sorry to hear that. But, like. It's kind of not my problem. <laughs> you know, you still owe me. Like, it's mean. I didn't say this, but it's like, you still owe me this money. Yeah. And I know this sucks for you, but I still need the money. So do whatever you have to do, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, a few hours goes by and he's like, I feel like I should not have the amp. Can we meet? I'll give it back. Okay. Well, that's, so we that's fairly so, upstanding of him. Yes. Yeah, right. And again, I was like, well, if he's trying to scam me, he's doing an even worse job. Inspires trust. Yeah. I have to admit, I didn't know this was like, I did not know to expect this story at the beginning of this story. I'm already, I'm I'm into it. 
it's wild, right? So we meet we meet at the music mill in Manchester here, and it's a it's a fantastic guitar store. I know neither of you probably have been in a long time, but it's it really kicks ass. I stopped in there one and time. It's it's enormous now. Uh, tons of great great gear. Um, so we meet there. Uh, seemed like a good place to do the kind of thing we were going to do. And he's like, "Well, I'm here." He drove up from near Boston. He's like, "Well, I'm here. I'm going to check out this store." And I was like, "Cool. All right, I'll go with you." So we're walking around, talking. He walks in and he's like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest guitar store I've ever been in my life." <laughs> Too bad you don't have any money. So he's, yeah. So he's super into it, right? He like gets a pedal out of his car and sells it, trades it for something else. <laughs> wow! So he's, the guy's he's going nuts. He loves it. Um, and then a few days goes by. Oh, also turns out he's the booking or no, he's the floor manager of the Middle East. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, so that's a pretty good contact to have. Gear. Yeah. And I, Delaney has business card type thing. So I was like, you don't say. <laughs> take, take this. He's like, yeah, if you ever need like a, a contact. I was like, oh, man, do I ever. So that's all like moving along. So I have the amp now. Yeah. And I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for his check to clear. So it can take another. PayPal was going to attempt to withdraw the funds again in three days. But that was on last Wednesday. So we got the holiday, then Friday, then weekend. Mm-hmm. So I don't have my money yet, but I do have the amp. And so then yesterday. And a sweet contact. Right. Yeah. So yesterday out of the blue, Reverb reaches out to me like, hey, uh, we see that your payment isn't processing. Like we we noticed that it's taking a while for you to get paid. Yeah. Uh, And which I, I did not message them. I don't think the other guy did. And I wasn't really prepared to rope in reverb support just yet because it was mostly a PayPal problem. Yeah. Um, so they came out of nowhere and they're like, Hey, what's going on here? So I explain it. And they're now like a liaison between me and the buyer. And we're, they're talking, they called the buyer on the phone Wow. today, basically not shaking them down, but they're like, Hey, uh, <laughs> you owe this guy some money. And kind of verifying their story, a, probably. Verifying both stories. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he's very interested in the amp still. And right. So I was like, I'm still very interested in selling it to him because I don't want to like, I don't want to relist this. Yeah. I've had almost no activity on it in over a year. So I want it sold. And they're just like, okay, well, all anyone can do is wait. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. basically it needs to be resolved by his bank before the money mm-hmm. is ever going to show up, unless you end up doing some kind of dispute with PayPal, but that doesn't, that's not going to work out but then good for it him. It doesn't right? work because there's, there's no way to cancel the e-check. It has to become canceled from the bank. And you want that contact. Yeah, I mean, oh, I care it's about not like contact. he's being a jerk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's, so that's where we are. Wow. It's a total cluster. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're not getting scammed, though. Because like, I, I really yeah, thought this was going to go in that direction three uh, times during this story. I did, I, well, I did too. I was, and I was like, yeah. I was so um, expecting, like, the, the check bounced, and I was having a very, like, I can't believe it. Are you serious? How did I, how did this happen? Yeah. And I thought for sure the guy was going to ghost me or something, but he was all immediately like, oh my God, and panicking. And, you know. I feel like there was so a tell in your tone early in the story. It's like, <laughs> I, I felt like there was a tone. The way you're setting it up, it was basically like, 
I thought he wasn't going to scam me, and then it looked like he was going to scam me, but in the end, he's not, guys. That's, <laughs> the, that's the way it's well, well, we're not at the end yet. <laughs> well, yeah, that's so. true. Right, right. Um, dude, I had my, my, my bank account. Somebody figured out the account number. They probably just saw a check or something like that. But now I, have, I no longer have that bank account. I went through that fiasco. I, I went to a totally new bank. I did a whole bunch of stuff. It took me like a month and a half. It's, yeah, he, he's got he's Somebody, got the worst, and that's for sure. Assuming oh, assuming definitely. what he says I do is feel, true, I do feel really bad about it. But it's like, ugh, you know, I'm just sitting here tapping my foot, waiting for money. Yeah, yeah. And I know he's dealing with. And I've been there. Somebody got my my checking account information the week I was closing on my house. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god. The worst, <laughs> the worst. Like a guitar time. amp. Who cares about a guitar amp? There's no good time. You know, that there was, are worser times. Yeah, well, yeah. So anyway, in the meantime, while I'm waiting for this check, uh, I have casually been, you, you know, window shopping, and I, because my original plan was to take the money and just roll it into another guitar amp, basically, mm-hmm. to keep the money in the gear, because that's where it, you know, it, I, it's no loss, basically. So uh, I had originally planned on buying a PRS Sonzera 50 watt, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, the, uh, the they had come up on the used market, which was cool. So they were becoming cheaper, and then only the head version was cheaper. And I was going to have to buy a cab because I don't have a cab, right? And all that stuff. So that was ending up being more expensive. And then our friend Taylor. Uh, just recently bought a Line 6 HX Stomp and uh, has been talking at me about it nonstop. <laughs> Segway. And so, right, so that's why that's in the notes. Um, I was like, all right, I'm going to really look into it because I really I do want to talk to Taylor about it as an actual user. And he's like, because he's deployed right now, so yeah. he's got kind of a fly rig kind of thing going on. He's just got a guitar and this unit and headphones. Or his laptop or whatever he's running it with. And I've been reading and, and listening to demos and checking out reviews a lot. And my original plan is just almost entirely out the window. And I'm almost Ooh. certainly going to buy one of these instead. Wow. Wow. It's so low. Um, it's so low. It's actually smaller than a Strymon timeline <laughs> type pedal. <laughs> which, Boy, life like, takes wild, us in right? funny places. So I've been, and the part that I'm struggling with is like, do I need this? So I justifying, how do I justify this purchase? And because I'm, the word I'm not need doesn't belong replace... near any of this stuff. Oh yeah, that's what I that's oh, what yeah. I, that's what I say to people about other technology. I'm just yeah, you know, no, you you don't need is, a smartphone. Like, I can't, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like um, I can't realistically replace my live rig because I don't have a cab that can take this to do the, all the amp modeling. Mm-hmm. I don't have any way to go front of house reliably because venues are all over the place with that kind of stuff. So I still need the stage volume a lot of times. And I, I like how my, my stuff sounds. It sounds killer. So the way I'm thinking about using this is mostly at home. It probably won't even really go to the practice space because it can also operate as a um, an audio interface for a guitar or any line level thing as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, w- <laughs> so I can do all the outboard modeling and, you know, kind of ease the load on my computer to run bias mm-hmm. or something like that, as well as do all the amp cab IR 
uh, effects modeling right on this thing hmm. and send it into logic. And you don't have to worry Sounds about what your input is because you you got some other input for logic now, right? No, I still have the Apogee Jam. Oh, it was that oh, you wow. used to use your iPad and you had to switch to using your I computer. Used to use my, That's what it was. Right. But no, it was my phone, phone. and there was the whole no headphone jack yeah. thing happened. Yeah. And That's right. So, because that was how you would monitor using yeah. the, the jam. Yeah. So, this, however, uh, is it sounds better than Bias, I think. I mean, Bias is still very cool, but this has a lot more in it and they're constantly updating it. Hmm. And, you know, people can do clones and you can download patches. I can share things with other users and stuff like that. It's a very active So it has ecosystem. all the same functionality as Bias. Have it's, the social, it's a helix. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, hmm. it's, um, it's kind of picking up where I think where Bias leaves off. And hmm. like Bias, you can get into stuff like actually changing the tubes and stuff, which this can't do, but it, the amp models themselves sound better out of the gate. Yeah, okay, so it's like whether you actually get involved in that in the first place. Wait, so how, how right. is this, because I, I'm only like kind of partly well, Apparently we're, about we're just going to jump over to the Helix tab then. Wait. We just, we just transitioned, oh, didn't we? did I? Uh, At this point we've been I talking about it for like five full minutes, I figure. We may, we're basically in on it. Somewhere... <laughs> How does this thing... Okay, so the HX Stomp from Line 6. Oh, right. News item. This is like... This is something we... Not really. This has been out for a little while. Yeah, we talked about this um, when it was released, but it's a smaller Helix uh, pedal board. It's a modeling pedal board. A compact professional guitar processor. Um, so yeah. it does um, it does all your signal processing. So things like stomp boxes, and if we're talking in traditional guitar things, stomp boxes... Um, Amplifiers, cabinets, uh, and then all kinds of other signal processing things like signal splitting. Yeah, um, it has a helix brain, options. right? It is a helix brain. It's just got a, a fewer DSP chips, basically, uh, okay. and it's it's a physically smaller package. So there are fewer foot switches. There's no built-in expression. It's all that kind of stuff. It's really intended to be the lightest version of Helix, but it's still it's all the same sounds that Helix has to offer. Yeah, you can do all these things. So I guess whenever you guys are talking about these things, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the show because that's, that's basically, it's kind of my way of like acting like I still know you guys a little bit, <laughs> is I, yeah. I listen to your show every now and then. <laughs> but um, w- when I do, I know you've talked about this and a couple other things. Um, I phase in and out. And I want to know about it, but I definitely don't follow everything you say about these on the show. So I'm going to ask a question that's already been discussed. It's basically, so to review, this is in some ways a little bit like what somebody would get something like an Axe Effects from Fractal for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is precisely the same thing. This is a competitor to Axe Effects. Okay, okay, it is. I remember this being discussed. 
and I guess it was a bigger yeah. version of this or something is what you're saying? There are a few models and there's one that's like a proper floorboard mm-hmm. size, like a pedal board size with many foot switches yeah, like and two an rows of five built buttons in. or something and two expressions or one expression built onto it or something. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a uh, the same guts of that, uh, but a physically smaller package with... Uh, so if we get into the details of it, the HX stomp can run six blocks, it's called, and a block can be assigned to an effect. Uh, it's basically something you can turn on and off. It's an effect, okay. uh, an amp, a cab, um, other signal processing things, or you can assign multiple effects to a single block that would operate as one unit. So, um, HX oh, so you can so blocks. it's not six possible things because you could make a block that is an amp and an effect, but they have to turn on and off in in unison only. So you can like think of it more like you could have um, a clean amp and a dirty amp and have foot switch toggle between the two. Okay. Okay. And how many blocks uh, could would that take up? Is, I'm trying to understand the blocks. Uh, I'm not sure. Each amp would have to be a block, up. I would assume. Right. But they so might. You there's... might be able to put effects onto those blocks as well. I think I don't know for okay. sure, but um, there is also amp cab block like combinations. So something mm. like an AC30 combo amps specifically, but other very famous amps have been modeled with the cab rolled in so that would take only one block uh, okay. but if you want to run an amp with a custom IR of, of a, an impulse response from a cab that you own or something yeah that you recorded that would be a separate block however here's the other really cool thing it has an effects loop on it and the effects loop can run in a block so you can run your pedal board your your traditional analog yeah. pedal board in real life in the effects loop of this thing and then do like pre and post effects on the HX on the Helix products. Right on. It also allows you to much That's more cool. easily do effects loop type things with amps. So if you want your delays and reverbs in the loop of those pedals or in the loop of those amps, if you're using amp drive, it is literally a click away rather than routing a bunch of cables. It's very involved. Um, as long as the amp model is here. Options, like, yes, as long as the amp model is There are 72 onboard amp models. Because yeah. mm. you could also, to, to kind of Including, answer, Tyler's trying to like say like this is a little bit for the layperson, right? So if you could also use this thing as effects and extra stuff, like Derek can hook it up to his current live amp right. and oh, turn absolutely. off his yeah. internal yeah. amp modeling. Well, why not? Why not? Why not just experiment further? Why not just say, "What would this amp sound like run through this amp?" You're right. You got all six blocks. Just I put an amp found, in every single one of them. <laughs> I've not seen any demos of that because I don't know if anyone's crazy enough to try it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the thing is like I feel like whenever technology like this is invented in any realm, like not even necessarily in audio and guitar gear realm, whenever somebody makes something like this. And then they just say, oh, we're, we're simulating this thing, and does it sound real or not? Like like meat, if we make veggie meat, I mean, it, it, it's, it's its own thing. It can, it can taste like yeah. its own thing. It can sound like its own thing. The original inspiration may be to try to make something similar to something. Um, but in the end, if it tastes good, it is good. If it sounds good, it is good. Go ahead and go crazy 100%. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that's the thing. That was what I suddenly tipped on in, in deciding to go down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. um, was I have not heard anyone say anything bad about this product or any of the modeling things, really. Um, and in all the testing that I've watched and listened to and all the A-B tests, all the blind A-B tests, all that stuff, the only thing I can ever decipher is that the two tones from the original amp and the model are somehow slightly different, but in a way that I can't describe. And it's in a way that is just different. There is no winner. Mm-hmm. Sure. So why not check it out? So for for mm-hmm. the amount of money that I had that I received for my Fender amp, I can get not only this thing, which contains the amp I was thinking of buying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And 71 other guitar amps. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it well, doesn't... I feel like that, there's kind of, a... Never mind. No, no, I'm not going to make a sensitive joke right now. <laughs> Sorry. There's, there's a lot of other things under the hood in it also, you know, for later down the road if I wanted. It's, it's, it's obviously more expandable than a single guitar amp, and that kind of became... Mm. The thing I was thinking of mm. most of the time. Years ago, you were saying that I was maybe like, I could have aimed my voice toward the mic, don't I? But yeah, you were probably saying does. that I that I was that I was probably a pretty good case for things like this, and I've had it in mind, you know, yeah. all these years. But I think I still think so. I also just haven't been uh, playing my electric still. I'm just slowly writing, chipping away on songs on my acoustic, knowing that someday I'm going to have to figure out how to actually play and handle electric guitar gear. For once in my life, I mean this. This it still feels like the solution for your kind of situation to me. I mean the so. thing. The thing is being able to on the fly, creatively, like like without impeding creativity, be able to on the fly switch your tone and shape it in mid song. I mean that's what the foot switches are for. Right, also. Sure, and then I mean you got to have an expression pedal with or two, other. Right? Well, it has, yep, it, it has inputs a for two. Thing. Mm-hmm. Has inputs for two expressions, um, and you can also expand the foot switches. You can put it in, in like a external foot switcher for like um, it has foot MIDI switches ports, four and five. so that would probably connect to anything. To, yeah. yeah, allow you to do other other things because MIDI data can can contain just a ton of different kinds of switching information. So the other thing that gives me pause about these kind of things is um, everything is moving onto onboard chips and computers and that sort of thing, software, that needs to be updated, managed, that sort of thing. Is there compatibility concerns with other devices? Um, you know, um, Well, I mean, as far as an audio interface goes, everything I've seen is you just plug this in and it is instantly recognized and good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't analog know how that's going to scale. Well, it has well, a USB as well. So as a USB audio interface, I'm clicking. So it has... You can also take a direct a DI right off the USB mm-hmm. so it has, while you're doing it has the MIDI, take. It's a 24-bit, yeah. up to 96 kilohertz, multi-channel. So that probably is, right, means so stereo. Well, it's also as in like you can get your modeled tone, um, you can get the DI. Oh, okay, well. yeah, built-in DI and reamping, so you can record dry while right. hearing wet, mm. and so that way you get the performance and you can reamp right out of the thing. And they have a cable for it for US, so it's a USB B that will connect to iPhones and iPads. What shape as is well as Windows USB-B? and Mac? Is that the narrow it's a square one? one. The little. That's the one that's more square. It's like the the boxy one. It's the one that like printers oh, use a lot. 
yeah. and devices like this. Okay. What the heck is the so, little? Sorry, side note. Just the little thin one with the little bite this, taken out of it. This, that's the bite taken. No, no, no. Out? Yeah, they use it for uh, external drives. Weird narrow one that has oh. the little chip. Oh, that's out. not USB at all. That's. Oh, that's a I guess it's translating into USB. Yeah, that's a, I've seen that. The other end is USB. I've seen that on an external drive. The other end's USB A. It's it's a proprietary thing. I've seen it on a Samsung drive before. I don't know what that's called. It's not USB. It's okay. probably and then there's Mini and Nano yes. or Micro, Mini yeah. and Micro. micro. Yeah, so so this will work as an interface. So they have Mac and Windows drivers yeah. as well as iPhone, iPad drivers. Yeah, so it's the total package. I mean, I obviously I can't commit to this until I have the money from the Fender amp. Yeah. But everything I've seen, like I've said, I've been doing a lot of research comparing it to things like Kemper, which it, it, Kemper kind of exists in a different space, but the direct competitor really is Axefx. And for for dollar per pound of tone, I guess as stupid <laughs> as that is, you know, this this kind of has the, the better deal. Do- dollar, dollar per ton. Because we have tons of tone here. <laughs> Ding! There <it laughs> Thank is. you. <laughs> well, okay. So does that does that make sense though? Like, because yeah. a, a fractal, there is. I mean, there will soon be a lighter version of a fractal, but it's still a thousand bucks. And yeah, fr- fractal is still. I, I mean, this is. Um, yeah. It's a. It's smaller for the sake of being less expensive. Cutting. Physical buttons, and I guess they're cutting down on the chips. The the bigger helix must yeah, have so more the blocks. One, the other one has like almost twenty blocks available. Okay, yeah. So we've got fewer and so chips. In that it. right, and I was thinking like, okay, as a guitar player, thinking in modules right of guitar, various pedals, amplifier, um, having twenty of a thing available, you can run dual signal paths in the bigger helix. That seems so unnecessary to me. <laughs> it probably it probably sounds really cool. Uh, it's probably a lot of I'm fun, not sure I understand. I don't think it. it's it's, it's you, not super practical, I think. Well lay lay it out. Let's let's pretend that somebody like Tyler's on the show and he wants us to because t- you know Gary <laughs> no it, we, we've talked about this before that like we don't we, when it's just the two of us we don't always know don't think. what is interesting to keep talking about and explaining because when we both understand yeah. it do we keep talking about it we probably don't cuz we think we're being boring. But that's not the only people that listen to the show. So so what you know So dual signal paths yeah. for example is like say you're you're playing your guitar and you're basically getting the the device is receiving two inputs. So like is this, a, is so this, this take, is so that you could have two, your guitar going to two amps at, at a time, right? To get a through, through amp. two amps and two entirely different signal everything right like pedals pedal, models IRs whatever. Right. But the guitar yes those two signal pads are receiving the same original signal from the guitar is the idea. Yep. Yes. Excellent. So you can it's blend, like it's like if you're you know, recording for a record, you might have a, a wet signal and a DI, and the DI is what you of, might crack, you might reamp kind with. Of, yeah, yeah, right. It's it's like running two amps because you like how they sound together rather than well, on right. Own. That's my original example, um, like on a stage. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, or yeah. even in a studio, but or any situation. Oh, sure, yeah. um, but you can also do all kinds of other weird signal routing stuff that I can't even begin to give you an example of because I've never even considered it as an option for my rig. Like, my guitar rig is guitar into pedal board into amp. Like, I'm not doing any post, uh, post-amp post effects. There's no nothing in my effects loops. None of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking there's the, no wet the into a different amp and stuff. Right. And there's right, there's no post um like I'm not putting delays and reverbs in the effects loop of the amp either. Yeah. So the appeal of this thing only having six blocks is is greater than having an as ultimately endless number of options. So it's I like the, the limitation. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. I like the the limitation because it it translates to my lizard guitar brain better. <laughs> I think it's I think it can contribute heavily to creativity too. If you if you know that six blocks isn't enough, you or if six blocks isn't enough for you, you already know that, mm-hmm. and you're looking at this going, oh no, I already have my helix, I don't need that, or I already have my helix, but I'll bring this on my vacation to South Carolina. That's what totally. that's what this you know one of the functions of this device. So. I bet this one show the, is yeah, going in a, a totally different direction than Derek envisioned when he created this note sheet because this is we're one, at bullet two. We're, this is one of the little bullets that we talk about for thirty seconds too. This is fine. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay because um, it's it's giving me some confirmation that this might be a cool thing for me to have. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I, I've invested in a few pedals and everything, and I started, you know, I, uh, a little over a year ago, I was actually recording music, and then my life changed and, uh, you know, un, un, unrequested changes in life occurred. And now I still haven't touched any of those pedals. I haven't started recording my guitar and I'm just like, I'm still not sure if I should yeah. have even invested the money in any of that stuff. I just but need this, a light, yeah, easy setup yeah. to, get, this doesn't to get as much creativity as possible. This doesn't invalidate the right. pedals. But, no, I, and, I you know, in, in some ways could, could make it, e- well, so you have, you have an Apollo twin, though. Um, yeah, you're no, this, this thing, this. I have the Apogee one and the Apollo twin, but I'm thinking yeah. about whether or not I need the Apogee one anymore. My interface for vocals, it worked better to have the Apollo twin because then I could do the onboard compression, yeah. so I could get more inspiring tone while recording my voice mm-hmm. without latency. Mm-hmm. So and the Apogee one that was great, but that's the one thing I couldn't get you out. You wouldn't. Of it. You wouldn't strictly need. Yeah, the Apogee one would probably could go away, I guess, if you had one of these. It's just that it can record into my iOS devices. That's yeah, And which, that the twin, um, I don't know if they're the doing that, but it, it's also just lighter, mobile-friendly. So mm-hmm. if for some reason someday I wanted to do some field recording, then the Apogee one would be the way to do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, it doesn't invalidate yeah. any of that. And um, and this has, this would have a lot more guitar stuff. Right out of the gate. And bass stuff. And, and bass stuff. stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, if you try to guitar and bass up your Apollo Twin, you're buying hundreds, probably more than $1,000 worth of amps and pedals that Apollo, that uh, sorry, that UAD makes, right. and that's not even going to scratch the surface as to what comes in the box of this right. HX Stomp. And, and it could, and with HX Stomp, like the shareability is a big aspect that I'm seeing. Like people have patches for sale. Which is fine, whatever. Five dollars, you get this great patch. But I could make something that I think is really cool. And oh, Tyler might like this. I'll just send you the file, and you can load it right on, mm-hmm. and so you're ready to go. So, guys, wh- why, why this external piece? I think we've talked about a couple of the reasons, but just mm-hmm. to lay them all out there, why this external piece of hardware that does this instead of getting hardware that gives you. Um, Foot pedals, expression pedals to work with something like bias. So bias is bias is native, meaning it's running on the CPU of the host device. Right. So and that's this, one reason I the HX Stomp, just like your Apollo, has onboard chips. 
so that it's running like the them twin. In, right, yeah. like the Apollo that is running real time. So it's not loading your CPU, although your computer is so fast, it's not gonna, not a big deal. But you, that means there's latency because the right. audio has to be um, sent to the computer and then processed and back out. And it's like if you ever dealt with a DAW or any recording software, you've probably seen something about buffer size mm-hmm. in the setup mm-hmm. options. You know that the lower you set that, the closer. Uh, your monitoring is to real time. So the closer between when you sing a note and when you hear it back. And with singing especially, it, right, and the lower it is, the more it's your CPU, that means you're telling your computer, you have to process the audio this fast. You have to turn it back around to be this fast, which means every millisecond of audio has to be done so quickly, it loads the CPU trip, more. you got to yeah. keep going. And that means the more you, you load on trips. that CPU, the more bias programs and other plugins and stuff like that you turn on, that computer has to lift all that at the same time to keep up with that pacing that you've set by setting that buffer size low. So when something's doing the DSP off of the computer, it's all happening before it gets to that buffer size. You don't have to monitor through it. Your computer doesn't have to do all that heavy lifting in real time. It can kind of lag behind a little bit, and you'll never hear it because what you're hearing is the monitoring from the HX stomp. And then your computer's just there like, essentially taking notes. It's taking a yeah. record of what you played while you're hearing it before your computer even hears it. Okay, so and that's already a good And that's the same thing that happens with your Apollo, because right. with a guitar, you have some flexibility. Like, I've seen buffer sizes. I, I can't even hear the difference in buffer sizes of, like, up to 256 and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But with if I was singing or if I was playing a, a wind instrument, horns oh, yeah. especially, because you have um, the sound is conducting through your skeleton. In your yeah, head. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, I can't sing. I can't perform. Yeah, in a, you can in a hear recording. the comb filtering in your head because it's, the sound is coming back to your headphones at just a slight delay. But but um, you picture the waveform uh, going up and down and up and down. If you take that same waveform, delay it slightly, now suddenly you have them opposed to each other, mm-hmm. uh, and and that cancellation is that ends the up, same as out of phase. Uh, it Sorry, is, now we're getting to the Well, phase, phase is frequency dependent. Um, this will cause phase shift, but it's a very specific kind of phase shift that is called comb filtering. Mm-hmm, right. And it causes a very robotic or like singing down a thin metal tube kind of sound. Right. I've and, heard that while And that's what you hear. Me and everyone besides <laughs> you can't hear it because they don't have the bone conduction of your voice inside your own skull. Yeah. So everybody would be like, what's the problem? It sounds like it's in perfect real time. Because it's if it was more out of time, you wouldn't hear that comb filter. And you would just hear right. it as a delay, and you would think you sounded stupid. But uh, if you have that comb filtering, and apparently some people, I've, I've heard of people not being able to hear comb filtering in their head from singing through a delay. I can hear okay. it, um, and I know you can. Some people are like, whatever, you know, I can use my Apogee and record my vocals at 64 samples and it's fine. And that bothers me. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would, uh, so, this may be a physiology thing. <laughs> this may be physiology, though. Some people just might not be as sensitive to it. So. Yeah. But anyway, yes, that is the answer. Putting well, things so on DSP. That is just that's one answer. The other thing yeah. is, um, it, I was just going to say the physical size. The portability and affordability yeah, of this the compared to the larger ones. Right. So how much is a regular Helix? I think it's about thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars. This the HX stomp is six hundred. So you're cutting down the barrier to entry a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing And for all of the same sounds. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing three 
big reasons. One is, as Justin said, um, you, you don't have to worry about the onboard processing that, uh, on your computer. Yep. You're offloading that processing, no latency, um, or, or near zero latency, I should say, um, imperceptible. And then, as you just said, the mobility and all of that, I guess, price too. Um, but the third one that I'm thinking is also just what I kind of touched on earlier is the concern about compatibility with software. It sounds like because this is an external piece that's just sending a signal into your DAW or whatever, whatever you're doing, that is, your amp, whatever, um, it, it, it's also essentially you're, you're able to just lose what the hell you're trying to say in the middle of your sentence. <laughs> well, um, I, what I, the software on the device is entirely You don't have to update the software. Right? So, you well, don't have to. You, you can, can invest. Right, but yeah. you can invest in it, and it will continue working for maybe 10 years. In uh, theory. Okay, right. well, I, I, it, I, would, I would say maybe, because yeah. you do need Line 6 to keep updating their Mac driver as you update your OS. Mm-hmm. So if you okay, don't that update... Was, so that was my other yes, concern. Yes. If you don't... If you're using it as an in, audio interface. If you're yeah. using it USB into your computer as an interface, it still works. It would still... You know what would happen You is, could still go into a different interface. Right. You could use its processing update. in analog and then run it out into your Apogee or your Apollo, whichever one was still compatible with your computer, if Line 6 ever stopped updating the drivers. But as long as they're updating the drivers and you're just recording guitar in that moment, probably plugging into this would be the thing. It'd just be a matter of plugging your headphones into it and your guitar into it. Um, and but yes, they do have to keep updating their driver as long as you keep updating your computer. You could always stop when they stop, and then it'll keep working for ten years until your computer mm-hmm. falls over. Um, but that's that is a thing. Yeah, and it I is mean, for the Apollo and good. for the Apogee as well. So sounds also. I'm sold I, mean, on it. I mean, it's it it lifts the the. The, that barrier to entry on I will never own a clon, but there's one in here. <laughs> or if I don't want, I don't want a, I don't want to purchase a Univive because I only need it for this one thing. It's in there. I don't have to worry about it. There's all of these things that Taylor was telling me: stuff that you want to have fun with and just like noodle around and have a good time, but don't want to own like a whammy, whammy pedal. <laughs> you, it's got you covered, right? <laughs> like that's a bad reason to buy it, but. It's still there, and it, it could lead to other inspirations down the road in mm. ways you might not expect. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Two bullets in. Cool. Finished my beer. God damn, we're 42 minutes. Good. We're 42 <laughs> minutes into this recording. Let's, try, let's drink our water and beer. Okay, let's let's keep it going. All right, I brought the Digitech Drop to band yes. practice how, with a standard tuned guitar. How did it go? Dead ringer, you'd never know. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. now the guys, was, the guys um, must have caught on right away, though. Like you said, I, I brought it in. I was like, check it out. We're performing the ultimate test here today. Okay, so you revealed it to uh, them. Ahead oh, of you told them. Yeah, but they were gonna. I, I was looking um, forward to hearing how that went. Um, it was so. The only thing that I noticed was when I was playing by myself, just noodling around. There was this strange. Uh, it it has to be latency. And it okay. just has to be the smallest amount hmm. between 
that slightly skeletal connection between my pick and the string versus what I'm hearing. It's it's very, very slight. Okay. Uh, and I mean, it was almost kind of coming and going, and I couldn't tell it was happening when we were playing full band. But in between, like, oh, am I playing this part right? Or, like, let's workshop this little riff. Like, that's when I would kind of feel like there was some, there's some something not... When you're not thing. hidden yeah. in the big instrument that is the band. So I, yes. that, I feel like that means that there is this slight... There's got to be when that sort of thing's happening. Then there's this. There is the consequence, right, of this tiny, tiniest bit of less tightness of your playing or your singing or whatever. As as we're talking about all of these things, very slight. Because and yeah, it's it's almost like is it so slight that it matters? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like if it's not if yeah. it's if it's so slight that you can't tell, but you can still notice some like what you can't tell what it is exactly, but you can still notice something different. Um, I don't know. That's the kind of thing that my I I have a personality that is weak to that kind of that kind of thing. I get I get it was definitely like I I just want it to be like right. um, I gotta let I go. Agree. It felt like um, a what am I hearing kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it was timing? I'm not sure what it was. You think it was a time difference? I'm not yeah, sure you said it it's got to be latency, and we sort of jumped on that, didn't we? Yeah, because because I Although think it could, it could it could be the resonant frequency like of the guitar right. feeling different than what I'm hearing. I think you um, could have enough so of a I, hand on your instrument and just being used to playing it and used to feeling what that frequency feels like that it could it could be the slight. I mean, it yeah. could be more the effect and less and less a, a digital time difference, right? It was. That's what I mean. It was so intensely subtle. So but like <laughs> intensely subtle. So it's still. <laughs> but it was. You know, it's it's so hard to tell. It still sounds good, and therefore, it's not meat, but it's just a really good veggie burger. And it's, it's what it's you want. really good. Like if so, if, if you're switching between burger. standard tune, if you're switching between standard tune guitars and E flat guitars all the time, and it bothers you, I would look no further than the Digitech drop. Just knowing that you might feel kind of weird about it sometimes, and it's it's very fleeting. It's, yeah. it's just like my. I thought I felt it in my right hand, like the attack of the pick, which made me think latency. But, yeah, well, it could be. Uh, it I could be. I don't know. So the other thing that I'm, I, I mean, you're you're also saying like I, I know that you care about how your guitar tone sounds when it's loud and in your amp. And that was one thing I was I was going to watch for in this test was like, you know, when you're playing big distorted power chords, you know, I, I cared when my guitar was perfectly in tune and they came out, you know, loud and proud and powerful. And I know that you're thinking yeah. about that and you did your whole band practice and you said, like, this is fine. You can pitch your guitar down a half step and it will still lock in and have that big, big rock and roll power to it yeah and that's much more important this is way that little thing that was bothering you sounds like it bothers you way less than anytime you walk in and the the uh sound in a particular venue is a little off and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it's just like man that show was was pretty cool the sound was a little fishy it sounds like that bothered you way more than using this pedal to literally change the pitch of your guitar (laughs) right right it's such a it's such a non-issue i would say like it's such a minuscule minuscule thing i don't even know if i was hearing it i I don't 
I, or if I was expecting like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be latency. And I came in with this predisposed sort of idea that it was going to cause a problem. I, I have no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So just for a reminder, so, this, I mean, this pedal you're talking about, it's not just, it, it's not, it's not just a pitch shifter. It's doing something that makes it sound like you've tuned down. It changes the timbre slightly. I think it is a pitch shifter. So why, a pitch why, why not well, just oh, a regular it, pitch shifter then? What's different about this? Well, I know you guys well, already talked about this. I'm sorry, in, I'm just trying to it shifts in in musical half steps. Yeah, right. it, it just shifts. It's not. It's so, um, it's digital it's not in the sense that it's doing it it'll to discrete do but it'll, pitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're just changing it's by taking the whole thing. That yeah. sounds like a cool thing. Yeah. That sounds like something I want for. I might want someday for like creative uh, versatility on the fly. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that. Just following up. Okay. I already yeah. sent it back. I don't. I don't have a pedal this week because I held on to it for too long. Yeah. There's one. Um, there's one uh, that the post office is holding for me when I get back. <laughs> uh, okay. We should hurry up. Yeah, we need to hurry up. So what's <laughs> what's new with Righteous Ryan's telly? Righteous telly has shipped. It will be here on Friday. All right. So that means this weekend I get to put it together. On Tuesday I will bring it to band practice and put it through its proper paces and then probably by, you know, with some adjustments based on that band practice, um, ship it out by week's end, I would assume. All right. Go, go Ryan. Will, I'm going to make a video about it and um, the whole thing. So it'll be cool. Nasty. It's going to be cool. Nasty. Okay. Righteous telly. <laughs> Righteous telly. Uh, and then before we get to the, the one news item, <laughs> <laughs> quick update on, on the Gibson cluster. <laughs> They finally released a statement about this whole yeah. PR disaster. What did they say, Derek? Um, they, they, I don't have the actual thing in front of me, but they acknowledged basically uh, that it's something that they have to do as a company, which I understand. Yeah. But their, their, their tone and their attitude was still sh- <laughs> It's too little too late, in my opinion. And the actual statement still didn't really soften it too much, but they were like, you know, the market, the team is taking this back, and we're reassessing, and blah 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 blah. So <laughs> we're gonna have whatever. A, have a look at our own attitude, <laughs> but can I just throw out there that it's just the CEO that changed, right? No, the whole upper management changed. So okay. all the C level. Well, it seems uh, like there's still an attitude yeah. problem in the teams that are working with their marketing. <laughs> it seems like they they still have. It's like. Somebody changed, but there's still some people in there that think I'm not the problem, and they're just <laughs> continuing with so. their attitude. Yeah. It's the the legacy brand problem. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So, and then apparently, uh, they have threatened guitar dealers, guitar stores, <laughs> with legal action unless they stop selling Dean guitars. So, according to Dean, according to Dean, but they have a statement from a music shop in Massachusetts that got a cease and desist from Gibson. That's ugly. That's not looking good. So let's. Bad. So once again, the most favorable interpretation of this news is that that crap was happening before 
just before before the just yeah. just before the new <laughs> like oh maybe we should check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's just hope right. that the, that the person who sent those letters out is getting a stern talking to right now. I feel now. like they're like drunk <laughs> tweeting and they can't stop. They just can't stop themselves. They keep saying that they're going clean, but someone, then another tweet comes out. Someone changed their Twitter <laughs> password. They need to be taken off. <laughs> so good. Oh, gosh. So that's what's going on there. And on to the news. On to the news. So which is going to be the crazy fastest news item. This is so good. We're gonna. It's fine. We're gonna. We're gonna scoot this episode right in under the wire. So what's new from Earthquake? You know what's great too. What? I low key love this episode already. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's becoming one of my favorites. Um, new from Earthquaker, the plumes. <laughs> Small Signal Shredder. The Plumes is a unique, all-analog approach to a classic tube-like overdrive circuit offering three different clipping voices, loads of headroom, and almost three-dimensional clarity that will push your amp over the edge. The reimagined tone control is finely tuned to sculpt low... Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's finely tuned to sculpt low end, clear top end, and focus mid-range with blooming sustain. So this is a tube screamer? It is a tube screamer, my Justin. It just screams. I'm looking at this thing, and it just screams tube screamer. So it's a mega, mega scaled down Super Baby Palisades. Okay. I think. It's got, because of the three clipping options, it's got yeah. symmetric, uh, symmetrical LED clipping, op amp distortion, and asymmetrical silicon diode clipping. Okay. So And something different about the tune, tone. tone circuit, according to their blurb. Something, yeah. So level tone and gain controls. It looks like a tube screamer. It probably sounds a lot like a tube screamer. Relay-based true bypass with a momentary option. So if you push and hold it and just let go, it won't stay on, which is kind of neat. <laughs> that must They're be simple to build in pedals. these days. I'm seeing that on They're a bunch of pedals. They're doing that on a lot of yeah. pedals, yeah. So the, the super sleeper killer feature of this pedal is that it's only 99 bucks. Oh, there you go, yeah. Because so, like, like we say all the time, like... Why buy a tube screamer that is much more than a tube screamer costs? Right. So this gives you more options than a tube screamer, gets you into the boutique pedal game if you want to be in there. And it's a hundred bucks. <laughs> so I, I looked around. It's the TS Mini, which is the EP booster size tube yeah. screamer, is seventy nine dollars. Um a TS nine is a hundred dollars, same exact TS9 price. Is the, is the classic classic? Uh, well, there's two classic classics, the TS9 and the 808. So the TS808 is 179 Yeah. Okay. So they're just two of the m- most memorable, iconic Tube Screamer circuits from over the years. Okay. So I think Earthquakers made the right choice. Do we need more Tube Screamers on the market? Absolutely not. But do we need more affordable boutique pedals? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. So I'm I'm sort of skimming to see what's going on with the tone circuit, but I, I would expect something like what Derek said about a stripped-down Palisades. Like, they've had that thing out for a few years. Um, they probably picked, like, the the best, most workable bit of updated tone circuit from that. Yeah. Right, you know, and they could be like, okay, well, here's our thing. Here's what we would pick if we had to strip down the options. Here's what we pick from that. 
Yeah. Feels feels good. So I'm presuming, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think if this came in any more expensive than $99, I was going to totally blow it off and not put it in the notes. Oh, you hear that, Earthquaker? You made the show. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I was just like, oh, another Tube Screamer? Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. There's there's a million of them. Taylor sent me a tube screamer or he sent me a pedal. Let me just say he sent me a pedal listing on Reverb today that had a Stranger Things motif to it. Sure. And I was like, oh, cool. And, you know, looking at it, reading about it. It's a fucking tube screamer. It's an 808. <laughs> it's the upside like, down screamer. Like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's all. That's it. That's our. That's cool. Yeah. You could do a lot worse. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, lastly. <laughs> lastly, a discussion topic. We kind of touched on this with the HX Stomp topic, but a fan of the show, Eric Garibaldi, has been talking about um, selling some gear. We're, we're Facebook buds. Okay. So he's posting about selling some pedals and things like that. And we started talking the other day, you and he mom. asked me, What's, Sorry, uh, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you reach a crossroads with your equipment? And I asked him to clarify uh, because I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, is, is that coming to terms with not needing all of this gear? And he said, I know I don't need 11 overdrives. Oh, I have 11 overdrives, Eric. you know. Oh, Eric. And <laughs> so I walk I'm toward the warmth, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> now, comparatively, uh, I should have taken a picture of my pedal board before I came up here because I have it with me. But, um, like, Justin, you run a pretty light guitar rig, I would say. Right? Yeah, I don't even run a guitar rig anymore, you guys. Um, I can already if you relate put together, to this. <laughs> yeah. From with what I yeah, was saying so earlier about I, my I, unused guitar setup. Sure, I, I take know? things off yeah. instead of put them on. I used to have more than two different drives. I, I started stripping things down, yeah, for sure. So... Um, one of the greatest guitar gear decisions I ever made was downsizing my pedal board. And I, it was years ago now. And I still the think creativity about that. through limitation that, and just like, I don't, I don't need the, the stuff that I'm, I'm hardly using. I don't need that, that what if I need it someday time never came and it still hasn't. <laughs> so I'm doing fine. You know, I, I sold my wah pedal. I don't need I don't need it. And I, I try, I said this to Eric, I try to live what I've called the, the rule of rarity. If it's something custom that I, you know, really, or, or just absolutely totally love, um, or is rare, hard to find something, you know, they don't make it anymore, whatever, exclusive, blah, 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 I'll keep it. If I don't want it on my board, I put it on the shelf. Gonculator? Gonculator is on a shelf. So, because mm-hmm. it's a tone suck, and let, let's be real, it's not a great pedal, but it's, <laughs> it's like a super collector's <laughs> item. Send your emails, <laughs> too. It's, it's yeah. very collectible, and it's a fun thing to have, and I enjoy having it. I would, if I sold it, I would probably regret it, and I know that. Yeah, having it is fine. Plugging it into a guitar, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. If so, it sounds good, it is good, and this one doesn't sound good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Same reason I'm selling the Fender amp. Not really using it. They're a dime a dozen. I can get one anytime. If it's something I can get off the shelf, walk into a guitar store and it's there, I can walk out with it. 
it's something I'll usually get rid of unless I have it and use it all the time and love it. And that's how mm-hmm. I've ended up with my current pedal board. And it's, a, I feel really good about that. It's a really comfortable place. I, I'm using everything I have and mm-hmm. I have everything I use, you know, it's, it's not just sitting around. <laughs> so yeah. What do you, what do you, what is your hot take on this kind of thing? Um, 11 overdrive pedals. Is he carrying them around places? I think it's more like I've got a gig. He, I think, I think he kind of gets hired as a guitarist a lot. Uh, I don't know for sure, but he will craft a pedal board. He will build a rig for a set or for a certain artist or whoever. Um, maybe just for himself. I don't know. He stacks overdrives, that kind of thing. He pointed out that like, I know I can cover the same territory with only four. So why have 11? Oh, well, he's already answered it. Yeah. So, so that, that hearing that softens it for me a lot. Like I was about to be like, dude, what's the matter? You know, what's the matter with you? And I was probably going to say something and, you know, two of them would have been funny and four of them wouldn't have been funny. (laughs) So, but, but actually, um, yeah, like, like being a session player or, you know, like a gig player, you could definitely have more have actual legitimate use for more options and for create you know oh for this i you know i want to bring you know when i'm playing country i want to bring these two to stack or or what have you Definitely. and if i'm playing something you know when i'm playing this other kind of music i want to do i want to use this other i need more gain for this gig i need less gain for this gig or, i think that's I think totally you- legit I think even this gig calls for this guitar and this guitar sounds best with this pedal, like kind of stepping it out yeah. another level. Um, yeah. I think it sounds best with an HX stump. See, that, that's <laughs> And I think this, this other guitar oh, sounds best shoot. with an HX stump. <laughs> that's how kind it came up. cut to the core of but it. But I think he? this particular yeah. room at this particular club is going to sound best with the <laughs> HX stump. Right, because you can go front of house. <laughs> so... So then we're such um, a commercial for them. Okay, right but if we're but if we're hitting it from that angle, then it's got to be a personal preference thing. It's going to be: does yeah. he want to sculpt it digitally, or does he like to just you know mess around with stuff? I mean, um, I've I recorded think, plenty yeah. of guitarists with big, big pedal boards that have a bunch of different things, like different kinds of drives, and um, when it works the guitarist was a little bit more free about his tone. Like we were in the studio and it was like, oh, well, I don't know. Let's try the other guitar. You know, I always play it on this one at practice, but let me try the other guitar. And, you know, okay, so set up your distortion tone for this song. Like each one was a little bit different. And then while we were there, it was like, well, I don't know. Throw on the the, yeah. the rhino or whatever. What's that Click company on that, that makes the swollen pickle? Yeah, uh, you know, it, anyway. The swollen pickle. Yeah. The swollen pickle. It, um, it really, it's a bullseye, Tyler. Just accept <laughs> it. Uh, no, but anyway, uh, they make the rhino one, too. I, I it's way it's huge. Called. Way huge. That's Are the, all of anyway. their names phallic? No. Uh, the rhino isn't that phallic. Mm. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> okay. wait a minute. They're, they're kind the, of the suggestive. The rhino isn't. Because they have the aquapus. The aquapus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the point is, like, sometimes we used, yeah, sometimes we kicked on that fuzz, and sometimes we used a lot of it or, or just a little of it, and, and it was that was unusual, you know? Yeah. It wasn't what he normally did. So, I don't know. I, I feel lighter on him. Okay, so, but then he says, I know I can do it with four. 
Well, then yeah. you, you definitely, that means you've found your four and the other, you know, seven, those aren't your, those were experiments. Those aren't your babies. And so you right. can trade those suckers in and you have, there's nothing about the number 11 that says you can't have 11, but yeah. they have to be your babies. And you just know now, you know, now you've found four of your babies and there might be seven more out there somewhere, but you got to keep <laughs> experimenting or there might not be seven more. Right. Right. So um, he should, yeah, he should relax. He's fine. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> so it's I've and we were talking about this and because it came up with the HX stomp conversation I was having with him. Uh, it's I, I've said this before. I think guitar players are just a really weird group of people. In on one hand, we really <laughs> want all the coolest, biggest, latest, greatest, shiny, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the simplicity of grab and go rigs, the simplicity of a few pedals, an amp, the 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 f- quote freedom that that freedom and limitation idea we've been talking about of just plugging your guitar into the amp and nothing else has its own quality about it that's super appealing. So that's how I feel about photography technology. Like I, I don't, I I want all the capability, I want all the versatility, and I want the quality, but I don't want to get carry around my SLR 99% of the time. So now I have lens attachments for my phone. Right. Like so you that. found a place to shrink. And sometimes I'm still weird about it. I'm still sad that I can't just control it like an SLR sometimes. But there are some things that it can do that my SLR can't and vice versa still. Yeah. And it's just... And well, I so, think so also... To, to, go ahead. Sorry, Derek. Well, I was going to say to use your language, um, I think... Guitar gear technology is technology and guitar gear is at a crossroads, and the guitar culture mm-hmm. is we're we're swimming in the middle of it right now. Like the current was blowing one way, and I think maybe for a few years we've been we've been hitting, you know, the boutique thing ran for a while, and now the boutique discrete all analog blah blah blah. Um, the mm-hmm. tide has slowed. And maybe we're in this little like stasis now and the tide hasn't started flowing back out the other way, but it stopped flowing the first way so much. And so now the shrinking, the digital digitizing, mm-hmm. um, you have, yeah, we, we don't know how this is going to settle out. And personally, people don't necessarily know how it's going to settle out for them. Um, so you have these these options. So I think, yeah, I, I would think, say the, the world is at a crossroads, not I just think, you. Um, there's, there's another aspect to this is like I, as a guitar player also, th- there's some major overlap in this Venn diagram of, of musicians and other things of collector. So like I mm-hmm. really, I have okay. a lot of guitars right now and it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun to have them. I love my, it's, it's something I have curated over many years and it feels like this is my, my collection and same for pedals. I don't have that many amps, but it's the same kind of feeling is like partly of that. Oh, maybe someday I'll want this mixed with, I have achieved a level where I can own X, you know, or I can own this brand or this model or whatever. Yeah. There's a thing about that, about it also. I think uh, something about collecting. I really enjoy whenever anybody I know is selling gear. I'm just instantly interested doesn't matter what it is. If it's a good deal, it's, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. And it's because I'm like, okay. I, I could amass this really great collection of cool gear. 
And I think yeah. having 11 overdrives has got to stem from wanting to collect things and have a really great toolkit. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, but bringing up the, the way he brought this up of have I gone too far or do I need to pivot or size down? Yeah. Means he's thinking about it. And, and I think he's, I think he's onto it. He, he needed to, he needed to bounce that idea off somebody. I, I agree. Um, if you're thinking about it, do it. Just like when you were thinking about getting those first 11, you thought about it and then you did it. So <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing. I also think, especially for me with going towards HX Stomp, I think part of, part of the concern is worrying if you're making the right decision um, and not being able to get your old decision back. So that's why I kind of mm-hmm. stick to that rule of rarity. If it's something that is always in production, like a flashback X4, I don't, I don't think twice back. about. I don't think twice about selling it. However, old gonculators or, you know, um, yeah. mm-hmm. my old American Strat, like that kind of stuff, I'll always have because there's something about those pieces of gear that is special. Maybe it's just special to me, but that's what matters. Know what well, I mean? And if it doesn't sound good, it isn't good. Except except calculators, <laughs> right? Except calculators. Well, uh, well, not quite. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, sometimes we all want a shitty pizza. Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. just what you want. You just want that sopping wet. Sometimes you know, roast pizza. even shitty pizza is still pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so when's the time to sell downsizing right Tetra? Well, when it's the right time, I think Derek's got the right idea for considering the rarity of things because that that should allow you to answer your own question about am I making the right choice because um, if you can easily reverse the choice then it's not a big deal right if you can't it still might not be a big deal um, but it's worth thinking about some more for sure um, um, I'm trying I to mean, think of any examples um, I like there's a couple guitars that every now and then I'm like, man, that was a great guitar. That'd be fun to have still. But then I look at the guitar that I have from the sale of that other one. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I, I do still really like having this one. You know, it's, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. it's not, I've luckily, fortunately never been in a position where I've had to sell gear because I needed money. Um, I don't, that's not really yeah. what we're talking about here, but um We've all had, in one way or another, guitar gear or otherwise, had that one that got away, and mm-hmm. that's a that's a shitty feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I had a guitar get away once, and I it sucks. I still think about it. It was maybe ten years ago or more. I guess I don't know. Derek, it, let it go. She she never loved you. It's oh, so man. <laughs> See, considering what I know about all this, that's worse. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I think it's the, if I sold a whole shitload of gear and went to go full Kemper or full Fractal and then was like, you know what, I don't like this, I'd feel really bad about it. Yeah, you you don't, okay, okay, well, my recommendation, I guess, would be um, none of this stuff is so important that you should be uh, going into debt about it or even paycheck to paycheck about it. Absolutely Um, not, yeah. Because... You know, eleven overdrive pedals can you know, 
if you, you can't money, buy your way so. up, you could. But I, I think if you can't if you can't buy your way up to thirteen tomorrow, <laughs> and without being in trouble with your monthly budget, <laughs> then, then you, you then you right yeah like don't don't be inching yourself into where your where your safety zone is money wise on pedal number 12 so like <laughs> having a financial buffer like what 3 months worth to live off of if, yeah. if a crisis occurred you need three also have worth. a gear buffer three so that you worth have to live off of. so, so that you can, so that, right. so that uh, if right. you emergency needed to buy new gear you could afford to that's well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, in the event your gear is stolen, I think that's what you're saying. Like, yeah, there's yeah. all these other oh, things yeah, that yeah. happen. You there know? you go. There's a real life. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're shit. Yeah. Like I know a few people that have had their cars broken into and, and gear stolen, and I could not We're imagine start talking about insurance. I could not imagine <laughs> what that would feel like. I, oh God, yeah. Yeah, the one that yeah. the one you got the the guitar you love got away because you have something out of your control. Oh my God, I would collapse. Another kind of thing, I, I'm currently holding my metal zone. I'm not a person that really, really uses a metal zone. <laughs> Shouldn't you, know? you though? <laughs> but mm. it was a gift. And like, yeah. somebody, it wasn't that expensive. I mean, used there for 50 bucks. Like, it was a gift that somebody got me because I picked it up at a guitar store and went, huh, and then put it back down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know what? It's fun to have now. I really appreciate having it. And it was a fun gift, and I'm not going to sell it, even though I don't really use it. There's there's all these other factors about selling gear, I think, yeah, other than, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, needs and wants are very different, like Tyler said at the very beginning. I think guitar players majorly suffer from shiny object syndrome, which I'm, mm. I'm really struggling to make sure is not happening with me with the Line 6 stuff. <laughs> well, it's hard I think to know you... when it's happening. If you're thinking that that might be happening to you, um, just I think that I think it's more fine if you're willing to, you know, turn things over just as fast as you pick them up. You know, if you're if your shiny yeah. object syndrome is making you buy stuff uh, on on the whim, that can be part of your experimentation as long as you're not just like keeping it all because you're hoarding or something like that. Yeah, right? and that's the slippery slope with collecting. You know. The yeah, hoarding, that's true. So if your shiny objects is landing you with a bunch of things that are now, that are on the rare side I of want, this, and, and I, I really want to give a shout out to the tone jerks because a few reasons. One, the they they shouted us out in their last episode, which was great. Two, they shouted us out twice. <laughs> I shouted actually. out them too. They shouted us out two times, which was wonderful. Uh, two, okay. they record weekly and they, or they publish weekly, and every every episode. One of them has purchased at least one pedal. <laughs> yeah, and no kidding. Oh my I goodness. don't know how it works. <laughs> but I they can't. don't have like what? What is it? What am I doing wrong? Well, that's what I keep wondering. Kid and stuff. Right, but like they're normal people. <laughs> they have families and jobs, and like you know what I mean. Like they're not just they're yeah. not selling kidneys or anything. But like, what is going on? How can like where are you getting this stuff? I and I asked at some point. Are you selling a bunch of gear too? Or is part of your budget per paycheck to go to guitar pedals? And yeah. it sounds like and they're the just budgeting for guitar. Yeah, right. They're just budgeting for guitar, yeah. which is amazing to me. And like, God, I wish I was in a position to do that. They're not <laughs> even sponsored by uh, Pedal Genie. They aren't. Yeah, no kidding. 
That's actually the second shout out they gave us was how cool it is that we are and they love that section of our show that we don't have this week because <laughs> that we, don't we don't have for this episode. Yeah. Oh, it'll just make oh, it that okay. much sooner. It's okay. Yeah. It's anyway, okay. that's all. I don't know. Um, it's, it's the existential guitar crisis, right? <laughs> hey, well, good for show. me, it's 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 taken all this time, do, go, looking at all this stuff, and thinking so hard about what kind of tone I want, and then a couple of years go by, and I haven't finished recording any music. Well, a couple of years That's go the, by. That's my existential crisis. My other problem is like, if I buy this HX Stomp, is there going to be HX Stomp two in in ten months? And there we come full circle to my my one concern yeah. about this sort of thing is That's, software updates. And that I sort mean, of thing. Yeah, it's tough to say because like a fractal comes out every few years, like few, maybe three or mm-hmm. four years, I think. Right. That's mm-hmm. enough time where I think if you and, and maybe you could resell the, the old one in between then. But if you it doesn't make your XFX two suddenly useless. It's still such an amazing product, what, even though the XFX three is out. Yeah. Does it even like do you does it do everything you need it to do already? Then yeah, worry. like what is the three offer that you go? Oh my god, I've been waiting for this. Anything? I used to feel that. I used to feel that pretty hard, and I hit some kind of point in my career, whatever. I'm thinking about recording gear and software specifically, where I used to desperately want to like be on the latest, mm-hmm. um, add new things, add new plugins and stuff like that. And I don't think it was it was getting. It, it, it wasn't like enough. I didn't like hit this number where there was enough. But at some point, I realized, um, and this was important to treating it like a like a business, like the business that it is, and not just a hobby. That you know, just because something comes out and it's got some amazing feature, like I hear about a plugin almost every week, where it's like, oh man, like this feature mm-hmm. that it has, you know, X Y Z feature. But it's like, but it's a reverb. You know, yeah. and you know, and and then at the same time, like if I if I dig and think a little bit, I can often find stuff that is. Uh, they're calling us downstairs for dinner right now. Anyway, we'll we'll call this off in a second. But I can often find things that really I can do with what I have, and maybe it's a little more difficult. You know, maybe it takes a couple of extra steps or some. Yeah, but you save some money. Figuration eating. Like, what's the what's yeah, but the I trade-off, definitely you know? don't need to buy the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I I think it's a it's a bit of a once once I realized that 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 I did not feel that way. You know, once I saw a few plug-in ads and was like, oh, I have no urge, you know, to buy that. I don't feel the urge that I have to fight back anymore. I was just like, oh, wow, I feel so grown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, good And now I buy hardly anything. <laughs> I think we have ourselves a show. I think we do. Yeah. It was a good one. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm like legit surprised how good it is. Yes. Are you surprised that a show with me is good? No, no. that like we well, slapped well, this thing together. And like <laughs> that we slapped it together. Yeah, hopefully oh, yeah, my yeah, MacBook yeah. audio is okay. I'm, we're speaking because we spoke into our, my MacBook today instead of a real microphone but I it did yeah. randomly work out I was afraid it was going to combine Derek and and us but it did not so hopefully we'll have we'll have good luck with that and everything should come out pretty normal okay uh and anyway that's the size of it so I don't, I'm not going to play any robot or anything we could just say you know 
I'm glad we managed to pull this together instead of missing it. And hopefully it'll be ready on Monday, like I or yeah. early-ish Monday anyway. I, I always say like, <laughs> oh, this one might be late. Like no one knows that until we publish it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this one wasn't late and um, cool. Cool. So, And if it is good, I mean, if it is, oh, yeah. If it it is late, it still sounds good. There we go. There we go. So anyway, I guess we'll we'll sign off from the Edisto Beach in South Carolina with the dolphins and the mostly dolphins, dolphins and pelicans. And my super sweet, sweet. Yeah, do it. Do it. I I I, I, speak. (laughs) Use your mouth words. Use your mouth words. If it sounds good. <laughs> it doesn't sound good, you guys. Oh my you god. Guys. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Alright. Uh okay, call it off, whatever. Like, comment, and subscribe.